You're listening to the Double A Balls Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Romanella. It is absolutely popping off. Do you know what we call that sometimes? Dick High Fun Balls. And Anthony Rinaldi. I'm going to say something crazy. How about peeing like a dog? Oh, at the buzzer. Oh, he missed it. Oh, OT. The show starts now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is the Double A Balls Podcast Friday Morning Dab version 18 coming your way. This is an exciting day, ladies and gentlemen, because my co-host Anthony Rinaldi and myself are back together. Anthony, I have missed you. Andrew, finally back together. How the hell are you? What took us so long? It's almost like we just stopped liking each other for a second, but it doesn't matter because we're back, we're better than ever, and we're here on Friday morning. But before we get going into a great and juicy sports topic today, Mr. Rinaldi, you need to remind the people that they need to get us on Twitter and on Instagram. Social media, bitch. D-A-A-B podcast on both as well as D-A-A-B podcast.com. Check them all out. And of course, remember, the A Balls podcast is sponsored by DigMeNation.com. That is right. The Friday Morning Dab and A Balls are the official sports podcast of the guy in the tie. So head on over to DigMeNation.com and use promo code Dig the dab 18 to receive 30% off. That's right. 30% off of your next purchase, your next, next purchase, and your next, 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 next purchase. DigMeNation.com, official sponsor of the Double A Balls podcast. Listen, Anthony, last week on the Friday morning dab, I spoke a lot about the NCAA and rule changes in basketball. I told the people then that I'd give you the opportunity to respond. So, I want you to know we're diving back into the NCAA today, and now is your chance to give us the meat and potatoes of how Anthony Rinaldi feels about the NCAA changing rules. Andrew, every NCAA scandal has one thing in common. And can I give you that answer? Yes, you can. It's the NCAA, Andrew. (laughs) And before we get into the heinous, horrible start to the 2018 college football season with Ohio State and even even worse stuff going on in Maryland. You know, you, you hit it on the head when you talked about the NCAA basketball rule. Uh, frankly, I'm going to say it sucks. I'm just going to come out and say it. I mean, obviously, it's, it's the beginning. You know, on the surface, the legislation, it seems game-changing. And the NCAA wanted you to, you know, think it, it's game-changing. You know, the, the kids can have agents now. And if the kids don't uh, get... If they go undrafted, they can return to college without any penalty. I mean, the NCAA is including the NBA, USA Basketball, and the NCAA. They're all working together. It sounds fantastic, right? But again, the NCAA misses the boat, and they're now reactive instead of being proactive. And I only say that because, I mean, they were talking about this kind of model of the NCAA, you know, going with the, the player, uh, player agents and all that nonsense for years and batted around never reached the actual stage of being, you know, put into legislation until early 2018. I think everybody remembers that whole FBI investigation into all those schools, Arizona, Duke, 
Alabama, UNC, all those schools that were kind of play, you know, bending the rules there for, by uh, by uh, FBI standards. And then all of a sudden, we get a new, we get a whole new proposal, and, and it passes through the NCAA with flying columns. And again, you can see Andrew how uh, the NCAA is such a, a hypocrite when it comes to trying to legislate stuff. And I mean, it comes full circle today when you read about all the nonsense going on in Maryland. I mean, I know you want. I was I was going to bring it up last Monday, uh, the, the other. The other episode when I was solo, but I know I wanted to get your opinion on it because it's it's a tragedy and it probably is one that didn't need to happen, Andrew. And, and that's a hundred percent correct. And before we dive into really this actual situation at Maryland, Anthony, I think the first part of this conversation is what you just said. This is an NCAA issue. They are reactive. They are not proactive. And I think what you've started to see now, and it's not over the course of a year or two years. This is in course. This is over the course of years with the NCAA, where it's almost like a blind eye was turned earlier on in situations that probably needed to be handled and never were. And now in today's day and age, we are in the situation we are now where it almost feels like, Anthony, we've prioritized winning and having a competitive money-producing football program, competitive money-producing basketball program, pretty much the two main sports that come away with scandals or or situations that happen that are uh, absolutely disgusting, much like you saw at the University of Maryland. And I think that's, at the end of the day, the root of the issue is you got to go inside of that NCAA umbrella and, and just try and figure out why we've prioritized what feels like the wrong things over the course of our history. And now, not only is it resulting in suspensions or firings or bad looks for universities, now it's resulting in innocent freshmen in college losing their lives playing sports that they love. And that's a serious issue. Andrew, I'm going to tell you right now, a good coach, a good or a great coach, can carry the line between tough love and cruelty. And I'm going to say what transpired at Maryland, which, you know, was actually, ESPN had been had been diving into their, their culture problems as of late. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, my whole kind of, not, you know, issue with this whole you know, situation is, is this young man passed away in the middle of June. Why are we only hearing about it now in August? I mean, what, what was going on that nobody really brought to light that this young player was struggling at a football practice from a man who, since 2016, has been kind of running that program with an iron fist, you know, holding practices on the hottest days, talking about mental toughness. Nobody cares if you're tired. Make sure you finish the drill. Kind of almost being like a drill sergeant and, you know, putting the fear in these young kids' minds that if they don't do what they're told, that there's a good chance they won't be even playing college football. How, how did we get here? Is it, is it simply just wins and losses? Because Andrew, follow the money, follow the money, you know, boosters and heads of these programs. All they care about, like you said, is W's and making the program money. And how can they, you know, intensify that and only winning and, you know, being a a program that's on national TV all the time, you know, your Alabama's, your, uh, your Oklahoma's, you know, your big Ohio States. I mean, the fact that Urban Meyer and DJ Durkin haven't been let go yet is kind of a sad state that we're in. I, I get it from the Maryland standpoint. They're probably building a case so they can, you know, fire this guy. We don't have to pay him. I'm sure they're trying to figure out a legal way that this dude broke certain protocols and they can get away from paying him, which again is another sad, 
a sad chain of events. You, you know, you're trying to save your own butt, you know, save, save some coin. And when reality is, you're so tone deaf to what's going on. You lost a 19-year-old student athlete is no longer living because you guys, because your program decided that, you know, our, this way of coaching is better than, you know, previous ways. Nobody looked into it. Nobody took care of it. You know, it's a, it's a systemic problem the NCAA has, Andrew. And that you're right. It's it's all about wins and losses, man. It's all about how can our program get better and be, you know, in the, in the headlines for good stuff, not bad stuff. But it's, it's, a, it's a nightmare, Andrew. And on top of that, when this whole incident went down and Maryland decided that they were getting rid of their head athletic trainer. Now, when, when I say get rid of, that's actually a strong sense of the word because actually the the real literature there was is that he resigned as the head athletic trainer at University of Maryland, which to me is ridiculous. I mean, the guy should have been, he should be in jail, in my opinion, for the way he treated that whole situation. But I wrote down a few words, Anthony, and they were words that I feel like are kind of starting to encompass situations with some of these college football coaches. And just to finish that thought, that trainer was paid $300,000 upon his quote unquote dismissal from the University of Maryland. How do you pay a guy $300,000? That was just the direct result of an 18 year old boy losing his life is, is beyond me. But some of the words I wrote down to kind of explain this this situation or, or the way some of these college coaches are going about it were intimidate, yeller, bully, screaming, hard ass. Stuff like that doesn't work anymore. When I read those words and I think about how I'm describing the situation at Maryland, how people are describing the culture, the way the coach was, you know, the big story is um, the coach at Maryland was a, is underneath this the Harbaugh umbrella and him and Harbaugh were at Michigan together and they played a one-on-one basketball game that lasted 90 minutes. There were no fouls called and there was blood dripping from both of them. I mean, that's the type of competitors we're talking about. And I do agree. Everybody deserves due process. We, I've talked about this numerous times. It is innocent until proven guilty. But at the end of the day, sometimes your eye doesn't lie. And in this situation, and I think when the president of the school came out, from the University of Maryland and said some very sincere things and I thought was very well-spoken in this situation. So be it later or not, that's a whole nother argument. You know, I just think that when you hear and see those things associated with a football coach, there's zero chance in today's day and age alone, the way that kids are, the way that they expect to be treated, that that man can hold his job any longer. I think you, you, you know they're right in the head with, the, with one singular word, Andrew, and it was bully. And, you know, you hear all the stories about uh, kids in, in high school and in grade school, grammar school, you know, the, someone picking on the heavyset kid or the girl with glasses, you know, they get bullied. You never want to think that an adult is going to bully your child after this adult was sitting in your living room preaching to them that they're going to be the father figure when they're away at college. They're going to love this child this student athlete, like they were, they were like, like they were a son or daughter of their own. They were going to do everything they could to make sure that they succeed. And then here you go, and something like this tragically happens. I mean, it's, I don't want to say. That, I mean, listen, kids pass out from age exhaustion all the time working out with sports. It's not a. This isn't like the first time ever it's ever happened. But it, it's the way that it was handled, like you said earlier. I mean, there was an hour in between where they didn't call nine one one. Like, what was going on? 
when you see this kid obviously struggling to breathe, struggling to, to do anything, and you just kind of throw him in a, in a training room and, and kind of wait it out, and then finally somebody calls 911 after it gets too dire. I mean, when they interviewed the parents on ESPN the other day, and I, I, I actually felt for the father because, you know, as a, as, a, as, a, as a newly parent, I hope one day my son will have the ability to play college sports. I hope the NCAA disbands by the time my son gets there because it's a knucklehead of an organization run by Mark Emmerich, who's another interesting character. Andrew, we could probably do a whole dab on that. Yeah, that's the truth. Maybe maybe we can create our own version of the NCAA and, and try and run this thing appropriately. Here's what Merrill, the Maryland president came out and said uh, a few days ago, very empathetic and, and taking legal and moral responsibility for the situation that happened on the University of Maryland campus. That we will do, not I know, I'm committed to doing the right thing. And nothing that we can do can bring closure to their enormous loss. But I made this commitment to the parents this morning, together with Athletic Director Damon Evans. We both made this commitment that no Maryland student athlete will ever be in a situation where his or her life and safety and life will be at risk, especially when that risk is foreseeable. I made that commitment to them. I'm making it now to all of our student athletes at the University of Maryland community and to all the people. I'll tell you what, Ant. You could feel the sorrow in his voice for the situation that happened. And you could debate every day and twice on Sunday that this message came out too late. You even mentioned it before. Why are we waiting this long to hear about it? At the end of the day, let's throw all that aside. And let's simply just say, in a time where University of Maryland has got everything wrong, in this situation, the way it was handled, the way it's gone about, almost the way that people have even been talking about it or kind of pushed it under the rug. This right here by Maryland President Wallace Lowe was the exact way to come out and make a statement. Andrew, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, this, I don't know. I, I get it. You know, there's what else is he going to say? Um, I don't know if he should lose his job. Obviously, that's going away up the chain. That's I, I, the I, question. You know, how high up the chain? Because, you know, I mean, you were a part of Joe Paterno when you were a right. Penn State uh, student. And it became a situation where it wasn't just Joe Paterno that needed to get the axe there. A lot of people in and around that school, athletics-based or not, needed to be needed to lose their jobs. Right. And, and I was reading a few things about the, the, the Big Ten commissioner because check this little note out. Since 2011 – when the Jerry Sandusky scandal broke to this current Maryland investigation, there have been at least 16 high-profile instances of alleged wrongdoing in Big Ten programs involving 11, 11 out of the 14 schools, Andrew. In that, in that span, four football coaches were fired. Two more are probably going to join that group, Urban Meyer and DJ Durkin. I mean, I, I always talk about the Big Ten being one of the top you know, football programs in the area. Just because by the great schools, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, you know, Nebraska, Iowa, Rutgers, Maryland, all these all these great programs over here in the East. And I mean, look at these these 
these instances of just wrongdoing by by people who are supposed to be leading young men and women. I mean, it's almost disheartening, Andrew. And it's kind of like, you know, what can we do? I mean, it's, it's obviously a culture problem uh, with involving, you know, NCAA athletics. It's, and that's always been the issue. You know, it seems to me the NCAA, the NCAA only cares about, the only issue they care about is whether we should pay or not pay players. Like, they don't care about anything else going on. Like, there's a scandal with UNC with people, kids selling shoes to make a little extra coin that now they're getting freaking suspended. I mean, is that really... In the grand scheme of things, Andrew, is that a big freaking deal? That gear that they're getting from their school is theirs now. Private property. They can sell it, do what they want with it. But yet they're getting in trouble for doing it because it, it makes the NCAA look bad. Well, the death of a 19-year-old makes the NCAA look like a freaking sham. And it's a terrible, terrible day for anybody who's a fan of college football because this gray cloud will hang over and this black cloud is going to hang over the NCAA for a long time. And sadly, I know parents who trusted this Maryland program to develop their young student athlete into a modern day, you know, man now has to go and bury their son because of a coach who thought the fact that you can't finish running up your one ten at, at, at a regular pace and you're struggling that you're obviously lazy and you can't do it and you can't hang with the, with the Maryland program. I mean, it's just, it's like, when you said you want to talk about NCAA, man, my eyes, got all big and welled up and I just wanted to hammer away the NCAA. Well, we, don't have enough, we don't have enough time to get into it. What makes me so sad is I spent Tuesday and Wednesday this week in Staten Island at a baseball recruiting showcase. I think we saw some 75 to 85 kids in a two-day span, whatever the case is. And the big thing at the end of at least a lot of the baseball showcases, Anthony, is that they'll bring all the college coaches together and they'll kind of half circle. Each coach goes around, says where they're from, what school, you know, what they're looking for in a, in a potential student athlete. And then we generally give the players an opportunity to ask us questions. And I'm thinking about this yesterday on my ride home, obviously knowing that we are going to have this podcast on Friday. And I'm thinking about this on my ride home on Wednesday. And I'm saying to myself, you know what, Anthony, what makes me really sad is I just spent Eight hours, two straight days, you know, investing in meeting these kids, giving them a great experience, teaching them what we do at St. Thomas Aquinas College with our infielders or our base runners, our hitters or whatever it is, and giving them the keys to the car, let's say, on how to get recruited and what to do to go play baseball at the next level. But the thing I always tell these kids is it's about life. It's not just about baseball. So you have to make sure that you're at a school and a situation that you absolutely love. Well, that's all well and good, but if the school and the situation don't have the best interest of the player or the student athlete in mind, that is the problem. And often, all too many times, we're all blinded, myself included, as a college recruiter, we're all blinded by wins and losses and the opportunity to play and go get high-level college athletes. And we forget, Anthony, that these kids are not athlete students. They are student athletes. And they need to be enjoying their experience, A, and B, feel like whoever that head coach is, whoever that athletic director is, whoever that academic advisor is, 
can act like a parent away from home or a family member away from home because that's what all these kids need. They don't need a dictatorship. They don't need a guy that's essentially saying you're not good enough to play football because for some reason I think you're out of shape in 110-degree weather when your body temperature is 106. Yeah, listen, I get everything you said, Andrew, is is perfect. And you as a coach – you probably, you probably, this probably makes your stomach turn because, like you said, you sit in front of these kids and in front of their parents, and you promise them the, you're going to promise them the world, you know, by playing college athletics. Now, you know, I never played college athletics, uh, so I don't know what, what kind of. I've never been in a locker room type situation where you're bonding with your other teammates, and you know, it's just a, it's it's looking just at the Big Ten alone, Andrew. I mean, we got scandals with with young boys losing their innocence. We got scandals with. Uh, Coaches beating their wives potentially, and no one protecting the innocent female in this in this case, just sweeping under the rug because their head coach, uh, because this coach happened to be the grandfather of, a, of another co- of somebody who coached at Ohio State. Ridiculous! And you got the USA gymnastics girls being sexually abused by their coach and trainer, and Larry Nasser. I mean, just the scandals alone in the Big Ten make you want to hide under a rock. And that's just football. That we live in, and that's just football. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, it's just it's it's honestly it's it's a culture of I don't say it's a culture of sports, but you do you see it in the pros too of guys beating their wives. You know, some people get away with murders. You know, obviously that's a, a stretch. Ray Lewis have you in the area of the incident about those crimes back in the day? I mean, you got guys like uh, Hernandez who was in jail for murder. I mean, yeah, just a handful of people out of so many. What is there fifteen hundred? You know. NFL professional players only, and, and baseball players have a certain amount of players. NBA has certain, and you see all the scandals that go on, cheating in the NCAA. You know, Louisville, their coaches having strippers come and tell the kids come to Louisville, you know, partying with drugs and loose women. I mean, it's a horrible, horrible, dirty, dirty world, Andrew. And I mean, I want to say it's. I don't want to say I live in a rose petal world, but I mean, every day. Something new comes out, and it, it doesn't shock me. I'm not shocked. All right. Yes, I'm shocked at the Maryland uh, for losing a player. I mean, when it comes to death, that's the worst thing ever. So obviously, I'm a little shocked at that. But when you read into DJ Durkin's profile, you find out that he's just—he is just your common, just your old school bully, and he just treats these kids like they're not, like they're trash. And you know, in 2016, like you said, he, had, he he scheduled a practice during the hottest day, you know, during the hottest part of the days. And he, he's yelling to his kids that are struggling. Nobody cares if you're tired. Well, two years later, as you face, I'm hoping he faces criminal charges, Andrew. A lot of people care now, DJ. I think that's the only way that you're, the people are going to learn that you can't do this anymore. You can't. This is not the world we live in in the 70s and 80s when kids were going two and three days in full heat, full practice, full pads, you know, beating the crap out of each other. You know, that those days are long gone. There's way too much information now. There's too much analytics People need to coach better, and unfortunately, again, you'll see the NCAA be reactive to this instead of proactive. Obviously, you can't. The high tech's twenty twenty for NCAA, but I'm sure you're going to see some strict standards, you know, come forth after the death of this young man. Uh, rest in peace, Jordan McNair. I hope his family can get any kind of solace from anybody from anywhere. Uh, but it's just, it's just a horrible, horrible thing. All right, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about the three days and how it's not the same type of football. And 
We're against the clock here, so I want to finish with this. In 2001, in the NFL, there was a guy by the name of Corey Stringer whose death with the Minnesota Vikings sent waves through the entire NFL. His temperature was was to be registered at, at 108 degrees, and at the time – Dr. Steve Marshall, who was a sports injury doctor for the School of Public Health at the University of North Carolina, had this to say about the situation. This kind of death is completely preventable. At that level, there is a very high quality of medical staff on hand. From what I understand, he exhibited symptoms of trouble earlier, yet still died. That's troubling. That was 17 years ago, Anthony, and that was in the NFL. Well, that situation turned into a complete overhaul and change of the way that NFL goes about mini camps and preseason and the amount of time their players can be on the field and all that other stuff. So in the most simplest of forms, as you can give me, Anthony, it's a broad question. What can the NCAA do now? But what really should be done at these football practices? Is it more training staff? Is it the fact that everyone should be getting their their drinking a certain amount of water bottles during a practice? Is it that we need to make sure that there are higher administrators at every single practice to make sure that there is no one turning a blind eye to the things that need to be at the forefront? What is it that football has to do now in the NCAA in terms of their practice schedule? That is that is a question that the NCAA will have to come up with an answer for because obviously things things went awry. In the Maryland case, like you said, 17 years ago with that Minnesota Vikings, I'm sure now uh, NFL staffers and, and, you know, they have a lot of, you know, medical staff on hand now at all practices, especially during the summer, you know, summer sessions when it's extremely hot out. But I think it's, I don't want to say it's as easy as or as simple as putting a spotter out there, but maybe somebody, you know, high up either in the stadium or in one of those like little crane things that, you know, the, that the, the TV camera guys use that brings them up, you know, 15 feet in the air. Just have somebody look over the entire practice because sometimes a coach will be, you know, real deep into the other uh, other side of the field, you know, explaining something or running drills somewhere else. And there's a kid over in the corner, you know, puking or hyperventilating. No one's really watching it. And the kid, you know, he, he feels like he's better. He just kind of jogs back into line and you don't know what's going on. So I don't know if it's just, I think it's just, A, you put more medical staff out there. You put somebody who's going to just basically oversee the entire, I guess you call that a health or a safety supervisor, somebody, you know, so I work at a job site in New York city. So I have a, we have a, somebody on site 24 seven who's strictly there just for safety, you know? So, I mean, I don't know if you do something like that, you hire more people, you get better you know, equipment to make sure these kids are getting the right treatment in that same interview that his, that his parents did, uh, Jordan McNair's parents did, the mother said nobody took his vitals. Nobody took his temperature. It's ridiculous. He didn't know he was 106 degrees until he was too late. Right. I mean, how did that happen? Right. That's like a common medical knowledge. It's almost like the simplest form of figuring out if somebody's sick or not. Just simply put a thermometer in their mouth and figure out what their temp, what their body heat is. And listening to, to different radio hosts and different experts, the biggest, the common denominator was the one thing you've ever learned if you are been in if been in athletics is if somebody looks like they're overheating, or their body temperature is rising, immediately put ice on them. I mean, I've seen that done millions and millions of times to people that probably aren't even close to going above the average temperature for your body, and I think you nailed it. It's a spotter. 
It's somebody like the concussion person in the NFL. Whether that's 100% proof or not does not matter. It's a step in the right direction. And now, Anthony, that's what needs to happen. The NCAA needs to take a step in the right direction. And please, I hope, because unfortunately, I hate to say it, I'm not saying it's going to be death, but something bad's going to happen again. That's just the path the NCAA is on. What I hope now, though, is that it's a situation where a school comes out and says, we fired our head football coach today because our athletic training staff told me that the football coach would not allow this player to take a rest when his fever was at 100 degrees, and we're not okay with that negligence. That's what needs to happen if you want to affect the appropriate change. Exactly. And the only thing that's going to take change is you know, drastically changing the way that the NCAA <laughs> – Obviously, obviously, the NCAA has to do a better job with you know hiring the coaches that they hire. You know, they have to look a little deeper into their past. You know, the Zach Smith scandal at Ohio State. The dude's been doing this since 2009. That's almost 10 years, a decade of him being a predator on on his wife, on on, on, on the female uh, persuasion. Let's say same thing with Sandusky at Penn State. He was doing this to children for 20 years, and other people knew about it. Everybody turns a blind eye because he was a high-profile high coach at a high university. I mean, when is it going to stop? Unfortunately, it probably will never stop because this is just the, the, the kind of craziness we live in, Andrew. There, there's these predators and these creatures that I can't even imagine. And, you know, in, in, in a few years, I'll be sending my son and other kids to college. And I hope that that by that time that we become better people, better individuals, and, you know, we figured out how to, how to raise kids in, in a way that they should be raised you know it, it's not like it was back in the day you know oh yeah everyone jokes like all oh, kids today want participation trophies and i'm sure dj durkin saw jordan mcnair struggling and was just like you know come on kids suck it up you still have a few you know, a half hour left of practice you know you can get through it and even his teammates are probably pushing him too far because they were afraid that if he didn't finish they were going to get in trouble because one of their teammates didn't finish but at some point Somebody needs to say something. It's like that little saying in the NJ Transit. See something, say something. And I feel like we've kind of lost that in all sports. Like, it's it's just crazy, Andrew. I, I can't explain it. It's just, like I said, hopefully nothing bad happens, anything worse happens. But I don't think there is anything worse than uh, right. losing a student athlete. I think, so, I think we've got off the deep end if they're the NCAA here. Exactly. And it's got to take a whole big overhaul. And hopefully, or sadly, maybe this Jordan McNair passing will be the catalyst will be the stepping stone to getting a better NCAA and his, the young man's legacy will live on his parents are starting whatever money he had left in his wallet and his, in, in his bank account his parents put towards a scholarship and to make other student athletes aware of the dangers of playing college uh, college athletics so I hope that this young man and uh, can keep his legacy going and that'll the only only way to really justify him you know losing his life will to keep that Jordan McNair legacy going. That's true. And hopefully the NCAA, maybe if they're able to find a way to adjust some things at practice, even though it resulted in such a sad story for him and his family, maybe, just maybe, this can result in the most important of changes, which the NCAA clearly needs to make. Anthony Rinaldi, it has been a pleasure on this Friday morning dab version 18, and it has just been a blast being back with you on the Double A Balls podcast. Andrew, can't wait to get back into the Digby Studios, see that face for radio that you have, and really 
let's let's bury this issue of the NCAA. I don't want to bring it up again until the next scandal. Sadly, I can't wait to talk more football. My Yankees, they're pissing me off, Andrew. We're going to have a hell of a show next week. I can tell you that much right now. And we know we've been promising you a few interviews. They will be coming your way in the coming weeks. We got some exciting, exciting stuff brewing here on the Double A Balls podcast. I am your host, Andrew Romanello. That's my partner, Anthony Rinaldi. We remind you to get us on Instagram and on Twitter. Social media, man. Dab podcast on both, and of course, DAABpodcast.com. And remember, head over to digmenation.com, Double A Balls podcast, the official sports podcast of the guy in the tie. Use promo code DIGTHEDAB18 to receive 30% off your purchase. Double A Balls podcast, Friday morning, Dab 18. We are out. Me gusta así, pa, pa, me gusta así, pa, pa, me gusta así, pa, pa, sabroso.